This is the ERP Advisor. Today's episode, your ERP implementation compass, leveraging a client-side implementation consultant. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for today's webinar, your ERP implementation compass, leveraging a client-side implementation consultant. Sean Wendell is our speaker for today. Sean is the founder and managing principal of ERP Advisors Group based in Denver, Colorado. Sean has over 25 years of experience in the enterprise software industry, helping hundreds of clients across many industries with selecting and implementing a wide variety of enterprise solutions. His podcast, The ERP Advisor, has dozens of episodes with thousands of downloads and is featured on prominent podcast platforms such as Apple and Spotify. On today's call, Sean will break down the role a client-side implementation consultant plays and how they are not the same as the implementation partner or the internal client PM. Welcome, Sean. Thank you. Yes, thank you I for think for our today. next meeting, though, I'm going to read the intro of you. Baby. Let's thank do you. it. <laughs> yeah. People might recognize me. I'm course, telling but you. Yeah. I mean, you're known. We go to software uh, conferences. They're like, wait, you're the ERP Minute gal. Oh, yeah. It's, it's kind of hilarious, too, it's if you great. think about it. Minor celebrity in the world of ERP. I'm telling you. So, Sean, we talk internally about this topic yeah. a lot. And I think we've really been realizing that there are lots of misconceptions around not just client-side implementation um, consultants, but also just implementations in general. So yep. we wanted to tackle this topic. So just to start out, can you define the role of a client-side implementation consultant and how it differs from an implementation partner um, to internal client project managers? I can. Yeah, it's, um, well, I will say this. I'm going to start with a little story. Maybe if um, if we can have a little music, Nick, that goes a little bit like this. When I was an ERP, no, just kidding. When I was a youngster in ERP, no, I'm not going to do that. But what I did realize early in my career was that um, a company, an organization who wanted to have new software, right? We would advise them on what do they need and um, help them through a selection process. Mm -hmm. And I knew for sure that the software was perfect, as perfect as out-of-the-box software is going to be, yeah. right? It's not custom, but it's close enough. And I also knew that the implementation resources were good, maybe not perfect, <laughs> right? Sort of like what my wife would say about her husband. Not quite perfect, but pretty good. Hopefully she says that. But they were pretty good. Mm -hmm. And then I had three projects that failed. And, and I, I thought, wow, like, you know, what kind of an advisor am I to be telling people, oh yeah, this is going to work. And then the projects went, didn't go very well. <laughs> um, I, I took a step back and, and I really looked closely at what happened and yeah, there were maybe a little bit of misfires with the implementation resources. Maybe the software wasn't quite as good of a fit as we thought it was going to be. But what ultimately happened in all three of those scenarios, this was in 2008 and nine, actually, was um, the client. Things changed with the client from the time that we signed the software to the time they brought in the implementation team to the time the implementation team started, the professional services team started. The client got busy, really busy right? One of them got super busy. Another was buying other organizations. Mm -hmm. And another one, um, the staff, the staff didn't have the time or the experience to do what they needed to do. So believe it or not, that, and I think the, uh, the fact that um, the former company I was at, they were kind of like, 
well, we're not sure if you want to be our partner, if we want you to be our partner. And that's kind of like, uh, wait, what? Uh, (laughs) this is kind of interesting time in my career, but, but I realized I needed to help organizations, companies with Mm -hmm. client side implementations from, from that point forward. And believe it or not, the first client of this firm was a client side implementation project. Wow. Did you know that? I didn't know that. See, That's I learn new go. things every day. Every day. <laughs> That's right. Um, it wasn't a needs or selection. It literally was me going in and helping them on the client side. Yeah. So that's, that's the first thing I want to say is, is I spotted that many of the failures, not just those three, but others that I had experienced or read about, or even talked to other implementation partners or industry experts, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, why are these projects really failing? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's the client. And, and it wasn't as if the client wanted the project to fail. Yeah. Nobody wants it to fail. No. Right. Mm-hmm. So then what is it? And that's, that's what led to what we have coined as client side ERP implementation services. Yes. The misconception was that the client was hiring the implementation partner or the professional resources, the professional services teams, mm-hmm. and they were going to do everything. That's not correct. It's just no. not correct. And it even says so in the contract. So that's a little bit of a history of, okay. of sort of this, uh, this topic. Yeah, definitely. And I think can't have a call on this topic without mentioning Kaylee. That's true. Uh, oh, works for us. She's consultant. Wonderful. And I just think about the number of things that she does for our clients yeah. that they probably, I mean, she just keeps things trucking along. I think she half does. the times the client doesn't even realize how much she's doing on that back end. And so that's why this topic's so important. And just hearing about that, we've seen implementations fail because they didn't have that kind of control. That's right. Um, And leading into that, you kind of already mentioned this, but what are some of the common myths about implementation consultants? Mm -hmm. And what are the realities around those common misconceptions? Mm, That's good. So implementation consultants, right? And when we talk about implementation consultants here, we have to be specific of the the, the nomenclature. Who, who are these people? So take uh, Epicor just as an example. Um, Epicor has two different sort of implementation types that you can choose. You mm-hmm. can use Epicor Professional Services or you can use an authorized or certified Epicor partner. Now, there may be a third, which is some wonky Epicor firm out of wherever that isn't really certified. Don't do that, please. You know, (laughs) you really want to make sure that, uh, yeah, you know, whoever's going to do your implementation is really, they do need to be certified by the software vendor for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. sure. It's hard enough when you're certified Yes, to make sure that you're doing everything right. That's right. If you have just some random peeps that are out there implementing whatever software, it's like, oh my gosh. So that's how it works for Epicor. Um, Take um, NetSuite. NetSuite has professional services also, Mm -hmm. but then they also have solution providers that sell and implement. Mm -hmm. They sell the software and they sell implementation services and they have alliance partners that just sell implementation services. Mm -hmm. So uh, I could keep going on and on. SAP, similar, right? There's partners that do big projects, medium-sized projects, small projects. SAP does a teeny tiny bit, but but they're mostly focused on partners. Mm-hmm. Microsoft has a ton of partners that do the implementation. So we're talking about the people that you pay to configure, set up, 
customize all that stuff we're not supposed to say customize but i just did i'm gonna get a lightning bolt from the erp gods or something on that Ah! Um, (laughs) but these are the people who are setting up the software for you so that Mm -hmm. that's the most important thing now i will tell you something rebecca we haven't talked about this a lot of folks when they're buying software they don't even know that there could be a difference between who they're buying the software from and the implementation partner, Mm -hmm. and that there's options on the implementation partner. So sometimes folks come to us like all the time and they say, okay, yeah, we're thinking about doing this. And we didn't quite get a, you know, the good mojo feeling from the vendors that we were talking to because Mm -hmm. we had a lot of questions and they just said yes to everything. So for all those vendors out there, if you're listening, don't just say yes to everything, please. You know, yes. savvy clients know. They're like, oh, wait a minute. That was yeah. you're just trying to sell me on this. Hmm. But but it's really important people understand who are the implementation yes. resources. And when I say who, I mean who. I mean specific people that are yes. going to be targeted for your project. And depending on timing And, um, you know, once you get pretty far down the process, most of the implementation partners, professional services firms, they will say, okay, if you start a month from now, here's who the lead people would be on the project. Mm -hmm. So you want to meet those people. So I can't, I can't stress this enough, just understanding that, oh, I'm going to go buy Acumatica. Okay, that's wonderful. But who's going to do the implementation? Oh, well, uh, it's this firm called Kenzium, Blytheco, uh, Next Tech, any mm-hmm. of them. They're all really good firms, by the way. Yes. But know that they're, in the Acumatica world, they're the only folks that sell the software. Mm-hmm. And the implementations are these partners. And we've done some great stuff with those guys, with all of them. Um, but maybe, maybe that partner doesn't have the best industry experience for mm. you. And maybe there's a partner out there that does. So just know there's some options. I mean, that's the first thing. The second thing, I guess I should say, <laughs> the first thing is just no. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's what, what happens is this, this is what it all boils down to. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, this is going to be so simple. We could both tell our parents that, but your dad's in ERP. Yes, he is. So he gets this. Yes. So he's, he should be here. <laughs> we could do that sometime. You should tell him, you know, Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We had fun with your uncle at, uh, yes. at the Enfor conference. Yes. That was so cool. What a neat guy. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, I have a great family. Yeah, Very you fortunate. Really do. You really are. I love that. Um, but <laughs> I digress as usual. Um but 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 the key thing is that um that you you need to know the implementation resources. Mm-hmm. You have options there, right? Yes. First off, there are implementation resources. It's not, it, 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 it's a little bit like buying a car, mm-hmm. but most people think, oh, when I buy the car from the dealer, I have to use the dealer for the service. That's, that's kind of what it's like for ERP. Mm. That's what people think. Oh, I bought the car from this dealer. Now I got to use them for service. No, 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 no. There's other service yes. providers out there. I will tell you this though, if you're like me, I don't know. This is again, showing my age. I actually like to get service from the <laughs> dealer that I buy it from. Because it's a, it's more expensive, but they know me and yes. I just know it's going to go well. Yes. So that that could be the case too for ERP. And maybe you go with um, Infor mm-hmm. and you use Infor Consulting Services because they're closer to the software. And there's truth in that for sure. There's other great Infor partners too. Um, but there's reasons why we would choose the implementation consultant that we would. And there, there was about 
10 other things I should mention from your question, but I need to stop talking. (laughs) No, I completely, I get it. We could go on forever. And I think that's so important. I have some reality with this, just as I've spoken with customers at different events, um, our own clients there, you're choosing a team as much as you're choosing the product. Like you could pick the best product, but if the team's not in place, it's not going to work out. And we've seen that we've seen people that we know they're choosing the right product, but they didn't have the right resources in place for that to happen. So I think going back into like very specifically the client side implementation consultant, I also think there are some gaps in understanding. And I'd love for you to touch on that a little bit, just because we see that all the time, like clients just saying, okay, yeah, I get it when maybe they don't. And that's a huge part of what client side implementation consultants do. So can you touch on that a little bit? You bet. Three major misconceptions I'm going to cover Mm -hmm. right now. So the first misconception is this, the implementation partner, all those people I talked about before Mm -hmm. are going to do everything for my project. (laughs) That is, that is a, that is a false understanding. Mm -hmm. And the people that tell you that and want you to know that and almost plead for you to know that are actually the implementation partners. They want you to understand what they're going to do and what your expectations are. Mm -hmm. And if you look at any statement of work that's written by a reputable firm, again, there's some wonky people out there. Don't do business with them. But all the vendors we've mentioned, all the software vendors, they all have great certified partners that are very upfront. Mm -hmm. It could be something as simple as, we expect you to to post to have these positions filled for your project, a project sponsor, a project manager, a lead analyst, subject matter experts, mm-hmm. a trainer, right? Uh, data analyst, right? That's six right offhand. Mm-hmm. And it's always in the statement of work. So, so the misconception is the customer thinks, oh, yeah, those guys got me with all this technical stuff. <laughs> yes. Don't do that. The second misconception is that um, clients believe that their current staff is willing to do a heck of a lot more work for nothing. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. I had to watch what I was going to say. There. Yeah. But I think I said the right thing. Mm-hmm. So you're paying people to do a job. Great. Lovely. And they're doing a great job. They're doing so good, in fact, that your company, your your nonprofit is growing. And now all of a sudden you've outgrown your software. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Let's go buy some new software. Great. We got a great implementation partner. Great. Okay, peeps, we're going to implement this. Oh, this sounds great. Wonderful. By the way, for the key people, um, there's going to be portions of this project where we're going to need you to work 20 to 40 hours a week. Yeah. Wait. What? I'm already working 40, 50 hours and you're going to double the time that I'm working? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, huh. of course, it seems silly when I say that, but but the misconception is is that the client thinks that their people have the additional time and resources available yeah. to just do the, you know, ERP project. Yeah. It's it's like it's like my wife saying to me, "Hey, honey, you know, can you do that plumbing job for mm-hmm. me?" She knows better. She would never do that. <laughs> she wants me billing. Yeah. That's what she wants me to do. Oh, yeah. She's like, we're going to go call a plumber so you can be out there <laughs> billing him. Thanks, dear. Um, kind of true. But um, but it, it's the same kind of concept that people are very, very busy. And I will tell you this, Rebecca. Again, I'm sprinkling in some new things that we've never talked about mm-hmm. that I've never talked about before. When I started my career in the mid-90s, it appeared to me that businesses had a lot of people. Yeah. And then the tech bubble 
burst in uh, the late two, 99, 1990s and then going into 2000. And from that point forward in my career, I witnessed something very interesting, which is a, a scarcity of employees. Mm. Almost every organization had too few people to run. Now, I think some of the tech companies that have, you know, ungodly amounts of money hire a lot of people and then they're like, oh, hey, we're going to let go of 10,000 yeah. people tomorrow. Like, whoa, that's weird. That's yeah. not right. But no. whatever. That's a different story. But but the misconception is that um, you have your available resources, your people are available to work on this humongous extra project. Okay. Yeah. Now, the third misconception is that um, you have to do it. Mm-hmm. Meaning if you're the client and you engage with an implementation partner and you there's nobody else that can help you with your your client side implementation services. That's just wrong. Yeah. Right. There's firms like us. There's other folks out there. Um, and we'll talk about what some of those resources look like. It's very important that we talk about that on this call. Mm-hmm. Um, but that they can't, they just have to suck it up and just get it done, right? Yeah. Oh, we'll just go get a, uh, you know, a, a, we'll backfill and get a count temp or something to do all that. These are people that don't have that much to do with ERP in the past. Yeah. I could just go get a temp person. Okay, you're going to have a temp person then. So it's mm-hmm. somebody who doesn't necessarily understand your organization, have your best interests in mind, and maybe doesn't have the experience um, with ERP implementations and maybe not even with that app. Yeah. So that's the third misconception is that they have to do it on their own. They can get some kind of a temporary person to do it. So those are good. Yeah, definitely. And that does segue into our next question, which is, in what ways can a client-side implementation consultant make a difference in projects where the client's team is really busy? Yes. So this client-side implementation consultant, that that position – Man, have we worked over the years with the name on that. <laughs> we, We're still, I mean, just yeah. up until this year, I think we've yeah. really figured out what that role looked like. Yes, we we really have. I mean, it really within the last several months, you're exactly mm-hmm. right. So so imagine that you're um, implementing an ERP. You decide to do this. You're betting your career. <laughs> um, you've you know encumbered your business with a multi-year contract for software. <laughs> no risk. <laughs> But wouldn't it be great if you had somebody that you could go to Mm -hmm. that could maybe give you some high level guidance um, and maybe tell you you're not crazy if you feel like there's a problem or better yet could see in advance when a problem is going to Mm -hmm. occur, could solve it today. Or maybe there's even some low, low, low efforts that you need help with, Mm -hmm. like pulling data out of your um, historical or legacy systems and doing the extraction, the transformation, the cleansing putting the data into spreadsheets, which by the way, is by far the biggest misconception that ERP buyers have, which is, well, the implementation partner is going to do my data migration. (laughs) And every, every, every implementation partner who we work with that we trust would be the first ones to say, absolutely not. Nope. And the reason why is because they can't forecast, they can't Mm. set a realistic expectation with a client to say, oh yeah, we've worked from QuickBooks to whatever, GP to whatever, uh, IFS to whatever, NetSuite to whatever, whatever the conversion is. We've done this a million times and it's going to be 400 hours. Mm -hmm. Nobody will do that. Yeah. We, on the other hand, we do an engagement for a fixed amount of hours where we'll go in and we will assess 
the yeah. data. We'll understand the state of the data, the cleanliness, the different data sources, et cetera, et cetera, and, and get together a really good estimate of what it's going to take to do mm -hmm. it. So, so long story short, this, this client side implementation consultant actually is like four different hats. Yeah. So it there's really a project is. coordinator who might be, you know, somebody who does project management type tasks, uh, work breakdown structures, budget trackers, issues lists, et cetera, things that you really need on any, even an immaterial ERP mm -hmm. project. Um, but a lot of clients don't have that. Well, the implementation partner does. Well, not necessarily. Yeah. Right? They may not. Mm -hmm. So isn't it it'd be wonderful to have somebody around that could just manage the project on your behalf, right? At a or coordinate the project. Mm -hmm. Um, oh well, I have a project manager that can do that. That's amazing. You have to have that. Now, yeah. how many ERP projects have they been involved with, you know, since eight this morning? Right. So they yeah. might not have a ton of experience there, but the project coordinator sort of brings in that that project management base function and fills the gaps for maybe what the implementation partner and the client side PM um, doesn't have. Yes. The implementation consultant, on the other hand, this is somebody who's been through many ERP implementations and can serve as a business analyst. Mm -hmm. They can serve as an integrations um, sort of oversight and and maybe even uh, architecture level kind mm -hmm. of stuff, right? We, we've had a project recently where a client was integrating four or five separate applications yep. and our implementation consultant, um, she'd had experience with some of the apps, not all of them, frankly, but she was able to understand everything and provide guidance at the architecture level for the client. Yep. So that one's super important. That person may also, uh, like Kaylee does a lot, she'll go in and, and write test cases for mm -hmm. our clients. What is, what's that? Eh, we'll talk about that another time. Yeah. <laughs> Something you're supposed to do that you didn't know you were supposed to do that the implementation partner told you you're supposed to do, but then you have to do it and then you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And then you tell your people mm -hmm. and your people are like, this is terrible. I'm going to quit. Huh, we're not going to do that. <laughs> no, just get some help. Uh, I'm all over the place <laughs> here, but the, 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 the other two are a data migration or technical lead. Mm -hmm. So this is somebody who can really assess and look at the overall data migration effort make sure that all the steps get done, multiple iterations of data migration, scripts written that are reusable, multiple um, dress rehearsals, we call them, where we're basically testing for Go Live Weekend, mm -hmm. as well as integration oversight. So it mm -hmm. might be working with your banks, might be working with your HR payroll systems or your benefits providers or whoever the integrations are with. This person might not write those integrations, but they're so familiar with the concept of integrations they, that they, they can spot problems before they occur. Yeah. And then the last one, which um, yours truly usually gets to, to sort of fill, is sort of a um, project sponsor where my role is um, I've been through a lot of implementations. Yes. And I can usually within 0.5 seconds of talking to somebody find out where the problem is, mm -hmm. but more importantly, where it's going to be. Yeah. And so, okay, this is what we need to do about this. We just had a client recently that we kept running into problems in one area, purchasing. All the rest of the areas were fine. So we sort of looked at this and our, our, our implementation consultant, Curtis, who's like, he's like, the OG. Oh, yeah. He is the OG. It's great. Curtis is great. Implementation consultants. That's right. We have the new, the N, the NGs and the OGs, right? <laughs> Kaylee's the NG, Curtis is the OG and others as well. But, um, but as soon as Curtis started talking about this problem, I knew, 
I just knew it was a personnel issue. Yeah. It wasn't the app. It wasn't the requirements. I knew it was a person issue. So then I'm listening and listening and listening. Okay. It's either on the client side or the vendor side. And sure enough, this one happened to be on the vendor side. And so we did ask the vendor leadership to switch that person out. Yeah. New person in, zap, it rolls. Mm -hmm. So sometimes though, we have to do that on the client side. Yeah. And that either of them, I do not like having to do that. There are many other mitigations we will try first, but sometimes an individual's viewpoint, their attitude, but usually their experience isn't mm-hmm. sufficient enough to keep that area of the project going. So we yeah. have to do something. So that's sort of, um, we call that the quality principle role. Quentin plays that, Carly plays that uh, position as well. We're sort of keeping an eye over things to make sure that the project is, is moving in the right direction. Yeah, and I think that's hard to do when you're, looking at on the inside, trying to look at what's going on. Absolutely. And that's where we bring a lot of value to and just other client side implementation consultants. You can't always see where the, what the issues are. Like you don't want to point fingers at your team. You don't want to say like, this is really where the problem is. And then suddenly you have to deal with it. Whereas someone like us has this completely independent view where we're like, this is the issue. That's right. Um, and so kind of going into this next question, and we've already talked about this a little bit, but in our experience, why do clients invest in client-side implementation consultants? Um, I think the clients that invest in uh, client-side implementation consultants are usually the been there, done that mm. clients, meaning they've been in an implementation and maybe they had the misconception that they had the time and yeah. they had the experience to do this pretty major project. Now, that being said, there are times with our clients where we'll say, yeah, you don't need us. Maybe it's five hours a week. Yeah. They do have experience. They're set up and they're staffed in order to, to handle it. Right. Mm-hmm. But more times than not, the projects are so major that um, the client sort of realizes, you know, I need you guys around. Yeah. I, I don't want to risk the project going off the rails or, um, I mean, certainly not failing after all this hard work. Um, why would you do that? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and from a cost perspective, uh, the investment's not that significant and it's not even like insurance. It's actually literally, like you said, of having a friend around who is objective and independent. Mm-hmm who's not trying to drive some other agenda or trying to sell more services. I mean, oftentimes with our data, we'll get in, we'll do the assessment, we'll start working on it. Requirements change, new things change, 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 change. And, you know, clients like, Oh, it's all your mm-hmm. fault. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I don't really want to be here. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to be the, the, the butt of the, the complaints and, and frustrations on data, but you know, we have a duty to mm-hmm. do it because we get our clients this far. We got to suck it up and get it through all the way. Yeah. Our team does a great job with that too. Definitely. But, but it really is the most important thing here is ERP projects are complex. Yeah. Everybody agrees with that. ERP projects don't happen all the time. If it's done right for a company, for an organization, everybody agrees with that. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the company is very busy today. Everybody agrees with that. Yes. The next step is where the disagreement is. Oh, we'll handle it. And the implementation partners got me. Yes. Should it be that way? Yeah, but you don't understand the implementation consultant, not the client side, but the implementation consultant, especially now they may be on 
three or four other projects. Yes. Hopefully, maybe your project is so big that you have dedicated resources, right? We had yeah. a client recently that had 30 or 40 dedicated resources on it, SAP. And whoop, that's where the cost starts to go through the roof. Yes. But hey, that's what we need. We got to get it done. Fine, right? Um, but who's managing those people? Well, I'm paying the implementation partner to do that. The, their leadership is responsible for that. Yeah, but how many other teams do they have? How many other clients are they working through, right? Mm -hmm. So- you know, it's it's sort of like trying to be a general contractor um, for building a house, your own house, and you have maybe just a little bit of knowingness of what you're doing. Yeah. You don't. You're not a general contractor for a living, yet you think you can run this project and everything's going to be fine. That that that's just not true. Subcontractors need to be managed and integrated in a way. Um, that it takes a technical mindset to do, mm -hmm. but probably the most important thing is, and, and we guarantee this. I mean, our fees, they add, we add fees to the project. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But for every dollar that we spend, we're saving at least five down the road for yes. our client. I'm not talking about on selection and negotiation. I'm talking about in the implementation as a client side implementation resource where we can spend five hours one week, we can sit through some design sessions and we can find a couple things that are wrong that the client says to the vendor that the vendor doesn't quite understand or the vendor says to the client that the client doesn't quite understand. And we can sort of, we can remove those misconceptions, mm -hmm. right? Those, those misunderstandings and put into truth. This is what needs yes. to happen right? We've had projects where we do this. It's a very simple exercise where we do an integration map at the beginning of the project. Mm -hmm. But wait, how can you do an integration map at the beginning of the project? Believe me, you can. And you have to. And you have to. Yeah. Because if you find out, I always pick on the banks. Um, I should pick on, oh, I could pick on the tax uh, providers. <laughs> they're fun because they're busy, right? And if you don't realize that you have an integration that you have to do early on and start just contacting the right people. Oh, well, you didn't sign the right contract. Oh my gosh. Okay, fine. Mm -hmm. So you got to get through the contract again. And then you got to find the right people. Then you got to get the calls set up. Then you got to work through, oh, they changed to another team and oh, your team member quits. Now you got to find another person. Okay. If we finally have the right people at the table. And then the, you know, they say, okay, what do you want again? Oh my gosh. Okay. No, well, no, let's tell you what we want. And then they come back with a design document and it's wrong. And, mm -hmm. you know, meanwhile, the clock, 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 clock is ticking, ticking, ticking. Time is going by. Yeah. And your daylight for doing your project is starting to be reduced. Yes. So that's why you always start with an integration map up front. So with that right there, our clients, they're learning from us. They're benefiting from all of these projects that we've done mm -hmm. literally this week. <laughs> And, and that can prevent errors that down the road, you know, okay, we're ready to go live. Great. Did we test that EDI integration? What EDI integration? Oh my gosh. Huh. The client says, I told you about this in a meeting implementation consultant. And they say, no, you didn't. Yeah. Or maybe the implementation consultant's lead consultant quit and did, mm. it did tell them, but it didn't get done. Yeah. Who knows what should get done and who knows what shouldn't much like a general contractor who really can look at a home or a, a building and say, I know what should be happening. It's called the ideal scene. Mm -hmm. And I see what is happening, which is the as is right. And, and they can find the out points. 
Yes. And that's what we do as client-side implementation consultants is we're finding out points and we resolve them before we can't get move into the building or, um, you know, the, meanwhile, you're paying for software because you start these projects by paying for it. I don't care what anybody tries to negotiate. You just do. And tick, tick, tick. All of, again, all of the value is, is, is being used up in time mm-hmm. that we could have um, not. It couldn't have been that way. We could have saved that. Yeah, definitely. And I kind of like to think about it just for anyone watching too as a Venn diagram in a way. Mm-hmm. There's this, this is the role that your internal people are playing. This is the role that the implementation partner is playing. But what about that gray area? That's right. Who's there? And that's where a client-side implementation consultant comes in. That's right. Just making those connections, building that bridge. And I think it's so, I think it's so important that we're having this conversation because I do think there, as we keep saying, there's so many misconceptions around just what the implementation partner does, what you do internally, what we do. And I think as you talked about, we've been, we've been working this out for years and we're finally in a place where we can tell people like, this is what we do. And this is the value that we add. Yeah. I would say one thing too, on that too, Rebecca, that, um, there's, I really don't want to plug us. Um, (laughs) but I I really want to keep it general. So people really understand this industry that there, there are types of implement client side yes. implementation resources that may have been even a question i mm-hmm. do want to just cover that if we can real quick no definitely and it, we were gonna i know you wanted to cover that so i was okay. gonna bring it back in perfect. but let's do it right let's now it right let's now. talk about okay. it right now okay perfect so um four types right one is um and these are external parties to the company mm-hmm. but i'm just going to say company but could also say nonprofit. yes the first one is say an independent contractor who um, has ERP experience in the past. Mm-hmm. And these can be people who are maybe in the, the later seasons of their careers and they implemented at DuPont and they implemented at Ford or they mm-hmm. implemented at whatever ginormous companies for ERP. And now they're able to come in usually at a higher rate yeah. um, and they can advise on a project. That, I think that that's a great option mm-hmm. if if you want a little bit more high-level advisory. Yes. So, you know, you kind of get what you pay for. Um, so uh, uh, the, the, I know all this stuff because I've run into all mm-hmm. these resources. But from a client's viewpoint, you'll know these people because they offer high-level advice. Yes. Very valuable, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're like, okay, uh, I need somebody to help me do blah. And they're like, hey, I don't do that. I just do high-level advice because mm-hmm. that's what you're getting. So that's one type of uh, client-side implementation resource. Another type, um, you see this especially at the accounting firms where they'll have maybe implementation resources. So they have a Microsoft implementation resource. And then they also have people that do, um, it's really more project management. Okay. They, they'll put in place more project management structure, tools, et cetera. And they're, they're, they're good project management people. Mm-hmm. And some clients need project management people, but what they're actually buying is project management people. So yes. they're really good work breakdown structure, maybe a budget tracker. But when it comes time to a change management plan, which they may also put together, it's going to be a little more generic. They might yeah. have some sprinklings of ERP in there, but they're not going to be thinking about, so when do we shut down the old system? Uh, 
Why does that matter? Well, because you don't want your users to go in on day one and go into the old system and start entering transactions and yes. kill everything we just did, right? So they're, they're going to be more of a, okay, here's the project plan and this is what we need to do. Mm. Uh, okay, but that's not how it's going to work for us because um, we, we don't, whatever, we've got different kinds of problems than that. Mm-hmm. I, does not compute, does not compute, <laughs> you know, yes. they're just kind of project management people, which I think exactly. is great. It's helpful for project management. And they play a role. And they play a role. Yeah. That's right. I think a third one is there are technical firms out there that um, just do data migration. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really about it because there could be other firms that just do testing, but it's usually the data migration mm-hmm. firms. And I mean, those guys can can save your life. But even if they have offshore resources, their rates are pretty interesting because there's a big demand for them. So they tend to sell really big data migration projects, you know, 3,000 hour or more data migration projects, Um, which, again, if you're that big, it might make a ton of sense. Mm -hmm. Your big government implementation project, you know, that that, that might be the right way to go because you got one firm that does all the data. So there could be specialists in in the different areas, uh, change management specialists. There's a lot of change Mm -hmm. management specialists out there, too. Again, be weary that they might not be change management experts in ERP. They're, they're, they're change management experts in change management. So they're, they're handling change from a, you know, maybe a people side and mm-hmm. a little bit less around the systemic side and might not have that understanding. And then there's companies like us is the fourth. And, and we basically, we do, as we've talked about a gazillion times, the needs up front, right, with a client. What do you really need to do here? Yeah. Then go to selection and then do client-side implementation services. So we get to know our clients really well. We also get to know their needs, and we also get to know the implementation partner and the software vendor that we help negotiate the deal with. Yes. So we have a little bit of skin in the game. Yes. We will do literally anything now, we don't have to knock out kneecaps too often. I'm just kidding. I shouldn't say that. I but don't sometimes that. we do. But would we? I don't know. This is where Rebecca comes in. Yeah. Rebecca the hammer. Yeah, that's why I'm here. Okay, exactly. No, but we but we would. I mean, we have had to talk to CEOs of large software vendors and their attorneys and, and all kinds of stuff where we'll do anything to make mm-hmm. sure that the client's a success because we have so much vested in yes. their outcome. But beyond that, we have the full service of all of those people of change management, data, analysts, PMs, PCs, implementation specialists, blah, blah, blah. All we do is this stuff. And so we know what the challenges are today with Microsoft versus Infor versus SAP versus Intact versus that's we literally today. Mm-hmm. And we have networks of people that we work with that we can call in favors because we don't take a dime or any referral fees or any commissions, but you better dang well believe that we will call somebody and say, we really need your help to get this done. Right. And you owe us because you want a deal or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, it's that kind of stuff. So that's probably the fourth kind, which is the, the advisory firm that also does the implementation and remembering that we don't also do the Microsoft implementation Mm -hmm. or whatever. So there's advisory firms that have their own implementation groups that the implementation configurators, again, they're going to have client side teams, but usually they're, they're, they're wonderful PMs, right? We sort of sprinkle in these experts from Curtis, literally the, the, the gamut from, it's funny, uh, Curtis, Kaylee, 
Catherine and others, right? We've had many others <laughs> yes. that have helped us on projects, but that's all they do too, is, yeah. is sort of fill in with that. So that's a little self-serving. I had to plug us a little bit, but but the misconceptions in the market in this area are, are so severe that even some of our clients that love us, there's, why would I hire you for the implementation? Yes. And you will be finding that out through a series of weekly emails that you will be getting if you're doing selections yes. with us. Yes. Um, and this is just the start of it. But at the end of the day, the most important thing it always comes down to is please don't let these projects fail for some reason that we could have mitigated. I yes. get it if um, we have a client that we we selected some pretty complex software for and it it's been very hard on their team, lots of transition, and they're going to they're gonna stop the project for a bit. And I think it's the right thing to yes. do. And that happens. It happens, right? Okay, we'll handle it. I already told the client, literally, I said, for me personally, anything you need after this point, I'm doing it for free. Yeah. And I will because I want to see them live. Um, but um, handle the problems that can be handled. Please, 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 please. So that the problems that can't be handled, you can still make good decisions on. Yes, definitely. Um, and just kind of to wrap this up, we've talked a lot about this. So if you could just give us kind of a summary. I know you don't want to plug us. I, that's my job <laughs> to plug us. Um, yes, our clients have... The clients who have gone on with client-side implementation consultants for us have enjoyed working with us. And we mm -hmm. hold ourselves to a very, very high standard when we're helping those clients. So can you just give a general outline of like what should people be expecting from their client-side implementation consultants when they bring them on? Absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think of some scenarios too. So there's sort of like a low, medium, high scenario. Um, the the low is that the client-side implementation um, consultant is two steps ahead of you the entire project. Mm -hmm. That's a great, great expectation to have. Um, and and that's, that can come in the form of a person that's just with you a couple hours a week, but they're helping you to stay ahead of, um, like we even have a client right now that said, why would we do an internal kickoff call? Why mm -hmm. wouldn't we just kick off with the implementation partner? Yeah. Well, you know, all the rest of those people in the organization probably need to know that we did buy this software and we probably should tell them what expectations they have too on the project. Oh, that makes sense. Cause the implementation partner is not going to do that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's sort of a, a thought leader who's helping you to drive the project and making sure you're thinking about the right things, handling the right risks be before they become major issues. Mm -hmm. And they're keeping their eyeballs on stuff. We kind of call that the owner's advocate role. Mm -hmm. That's that's on the low end. Um, on on the high end, this is more of, oh my gosh, my IT team is so busy that they're not going to be able to give us a lot of resources for the ERP project. Mm -hmm. The uh, lead um, subject matter experts have things like the close, the cues, the Ks, the uh, the the grant reporting uh, mm -hmm. processes that they have to go through, which are crazy these days. Our subject matter experts, and it could be anywhere from a controller to the leader in manufacturing, distribution, warehousing, sales, they have what's called day jobs. <laughs> so we need somebody to help them to go through the whole process of analysis and design, uh, walkthroughs, test, train, 
go live, right? We might need somebody to help plug into each one of those departments. Mm-hmm. We might need somebody to help plug in with the IT team so that we're looking at data and we're looking at integrations. Might need even somebody that can just help us with managing the change and communication plans, incentive yes. plans. That's one more thing. You got to think about it incenting people a little more on the implementation, by yes. the way. Yes. Um, and even that project sponsor and executive sponsor role of participating with the executive team on the project to make sure that the project continues going in the right direction. So you go from sort of owner's advocate almost to, um, I wouldn't say it's not staff augmentation, but, but it's, it's a deep partnership with your client side implementation mm. resources mm-hmm. where you're, we're really part of the team yes. and driving progress. We've done things like we've done user acceptance testing on behalf of the client, mm-hmm. maybe seven or eight cycles. And then the last cycle, this means subject matter experts do it. Mm-hmm. Right. But somewhere in between is, you know, maybe it's 20 hours a week, maybe it's 40, maybe it's 10 where it's a little bit more than just advocating as the owners looking over the project, but maybe it's project coordination, driving mm-hmm. the budget tracking. Maybe it's um, doing the integrations map. Um, maybe it's also uh, doing the cutover plan, right? A lot of implementation partners have a cutover plan, but it's not comprehensive over what the client needs to do. Yes. We have those. I've got one like in my pocket right now. <laughs> I can't remember which topic. Carry it around all the time. I just carry it around. That's right. Here, here's that. But that does give us a basis then that we can use for a template that we can customize for every client, right? So we have that expertise. So those are probably the three levels, I'd say. Yeah. And just kind of summarizing that, I think from our perspective, what we do is we really understand the client and we understand the product. Like it's that person's job to make sure that the client is heard. Because sometimes they're not. Yep. Even with the best vendors, when the project gets going, yeah, they might not be heard. It re- reminds me of one more thing that um, not only um, will they be heard when we're talking, but but our voice can be louder than mm-hmm. an individual client's voice because that one client is one client with the vendor. When we have lots of clients with all the vendors, yes. So we merit a little bit more power. And oh, by the way, we have these other selections here. So uh, don't screw up on our current (laughs) client because that will impact the selections. You better damn well believe we did that with a vendor recently. I won't say who. Like if you mess these up, we're not going to do business with these other guys and probably anything in the future. Like, are you sure you can get this job done? Mm -hmm. Yes, we can do it. So there's a little bit of a bat that uh, Rebecca the hammer has too. She can give over to Carly, Carly the sledgehammer. There's lots of hammers in our business to make sure people are doing the right thing. Yeah, we all play our roles and we know what they are. That's right. You do a great job. Well, I think that's about it. Do you have anything right. else you'd like to add? No, that was way too much. Slow down the oh. video. Go back. Take it easy. Just write down some notes. But, I mean, we're, we we take all kinds of calls for people in implementations. People are selecting yeah. whatever. Please, just give us a call and we can sort of guide you on what you should do and not do. Yeah. We're not going to try to sell some stupid project that we're not a good fit on. But the misconceptions in the space are so severe. I know we're going to do a lot more work on this. But no, I think this is great, yeah. Rebecca. Thank you. Of course. And yeah, this was definitely a different topic than what we normally cover. I know people who tune in a lot, you probably are like, this is veering off of what we normally do. But I think it's so important yeah. that people understand these things. And just we want we are so focused on educating and making sure that people know 
what to do, whether or not it's with us. That's right. That this this is an important thing to cover. So thank you. you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, thank you again for joining us for today's call. Please let us know if we can answer any questions that you may have. Be sure to join us for our next webinar scheduled for Thursday, December 14th, Avoiding ERP Implementation Failures, where we will address the common culprits of failed ERP implementations while uncovering the best practices to ensure businesses achieve real value with their new ERPs. And this event is also eligible for a free CPE credit. So please go check that out. Please go to our website, erpadvisorsgroup.com, for more details, learning objectives, and to register. ERP Advisors Group is one of the country's top independent enterprise software advisory firms. ERP Advisors Group advises mid to large size businesses on selecting and implementing business applications from enterprise resource planning, customer relationship management, human capital management, business intelligence, and other enterprise applications, which equate to millions of dollars in software deals each year across many industries. This has been the ERP Advisor. Thank you again for joining us. 